Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? It's going down. Good morning, Christopher. I am good. This is one of the first shows we've ever recorded on a Sunday, and I've just got up. I've got a football match to play in about an hour's time, and uh, I've done myself a mischief. I've, 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 I've pulled a muscle, I've stretched a muscle, oh, no. I've ruined a muscle, and I am going to be at about 60% of my usual um, skill, power, pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I usually am. Any excuse. So I'm very upset. Um, I've, but I've, I'm, I'm, I'm currently, you can't really see me, but I'm currently rubbing some uh, Nurofen gel uh, into my into my left uh, leg. Um, so hopefully that will that will help fix it. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, I'm still like, injured from, I think, the cycle. My oh, left, dear. my right foot hurts, right? It's mm. got this like weird muscle pain, which is a bit worrying given the cycle ended like four or five months ago. <laughs> and then... I've got a, a back muscle pain on my right side of my shoulder when I right. lift up my arm to sort of uh, chest height. And I think it's because, you know, holding up your arms when you're fighting and boxing and moving. Mm. And also punching, the act of punching, it like pulls your muscle really fast, right? Yeah. And if you haven't warmed up, mm. um, you're screwed. So I've, I've, I'm also injured. But what? my injuries happened a long time ago, <laughs> and I'm still living with them. It's rather worrying. What's it's happening with the? Uh, is it like your rotator cuff that you've ruined? That kind of thing that you? Because that's I always have trouble with that. That that's always something that. Because I sleep with my arm up in the air, like I'm goddamn <laughs> Rocky or something. Um, I, I sleep with my arm up in the air. And is, are there any other people out there who are arm up in the air sleepers, where they tuck the pillow between their arm and their head, and they have their arms up, and it's cool and nice. Um, but but it's starting to uh, as I become an older gentleman, uh, my rotator cuff's starting to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> does it? I mean, it could be that as well. To be fair, I think I do that. Do, mm. Does you, do you sleep with your head on your arm? Yes, like when it's yeah. under the pillow. And then I wake up. Do you and not get my a dead arm? No, yeah, I do massively. It's horrible. Yeah, it's disgusting. I, I do that as well. <laughs> I th- I thought it was because my arm muscles are getting so big. Oh yeah, 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 I, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I yeah. can no longer lay on them. It's like yeah, it's like yeah, when muscle men that. get their traps so big that they can't breathe, so they all have to have sleep apnea machines. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah it's exactly God. that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. The moral of the story today, guys, is never work out. No, don't get fit. I was in a lot oh, less pain when I just sat in a chair all day. 
Yeah, yeah don't, do, don't anything. do anything. Just just sit, just in, sit in a room. I'll watch YouTube exactly. in my case. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've just been... Uh, what have I done today? Oh, I met with Nick, the old uh, Junk Food Japan. And, oh, yeah. Uh, who trained me, of course, for the boxing. We had a, a nice warm catch-up. Uh, I watched a little bit of uh, nice trash warm catch-up sounds like you you uh, you were smooching or something. A nice we had a nice warm catch-up. <laughs> that's what, that, that's what right. that sounds like to me. Wow! I noticed that, that, that um, is, no was was Premier Two Pete on Trash Taste this week. I seem to recall. Yeah, I was going to say that's why I watched Trash cool. Taste. Uh, this one Pete was on it, and mm. yeah, he did great. It was great. Pete Premier Two's blowing up. He's uh, mm. he's been on a brawn Japan two weeks ago, which is doing really well. Well, we walked across Tokyo. Now he's on Trash Taste. The podcast empire so mm. he's unstoppable he's gonna soon i'm gonna be like pete do you want to hang out and he's like sorry bro i'm above you now and i'm gonna be like oh <laughs> you're gonna like, oh i'm gonna hang out with the, the british pete oh gutted. absolutely <laughs> gutted <laughs> absolute power corrupts absolutely i have met some influencers that as as they sort of have risen mm. they don't want to hang out as much or they act differently right okay I'm not going to name names but uh, over the years I've met folks Charla. like that. Pete Donaldson <laughs> yeah Charla and Pete Donaldson uh, well, Pete Donaldson's channel took off and he got 10,000 yeah. subscribers it was all it was all yeah. different after that wait do you have 10,000 subscribers no uh, do, do I you? I think I do on my, pro, on my on my personal one the Wrestle Me one oh. is uh, languishing at 2.5 I got thrown off did I tell you I got thrown off from a Reddit a wrestling Reddit last week on the show yes he did oh, yeah oh, rightly yeah. so Gutted, absolutely gutted. You can't self-promote on Reddit. No, uh, that's just disgraceful. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who cares? Break the rules all, of the front page all, of the internet. We're all self-promoting. That's what it is. <laughs> I've never self-promoted myself ever. I actually get criticised a lot for not promoting anything I do. Like I right, don't. Yeah. I've like promoted this podcast like once, <laughs> and I promoted my book like never. People mm. are like, Chris, I want to buy the book. I don't know where it is. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a secret. Mm. It's a secret. <laughs> it's a and I, secret. I think I, met, I mentioned Penguin were a little bit worried. They're like, Chris, you haven't sold the book yet. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'll, it'll, it'll happen. Don't worry. <laughs> it'll happen. It's don't worry happen. about it. So as, I, Patience. as I press Patience. go on the, on the seller book button, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll sell. It'll sell. I'll do whatever I have to. I'll literally stand in Shibuya Scramble Crossing mm. with a fucking sack full sold. of books dishing it out to strangers. <laughs> the sold. Buy my book. Worry. <laughs> but a book, you know, the book, it's one of those things where like, I didn't want to promote it until we had like a front cover. Because mm. right now we've just plagiarized the Abroad in Japan podcast logo. Right. What is the fat boy? Why is there fat boy slim play? I don't know. I mean, that's an illegal thing, isn't it? I was just opening the, uh, the, the running order and it just went completely to the wrong thing. <laughs> that's good, isn't it? <laughs> It's good. Did, 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 we put some, did we put Fat Boy Slim in the music in the running order this week? <laughs> oh dear. Before oh dear. we get the podcast taken down, let's yeah. dive into the story of the week, though. And it is Damien who begins. Hello, charismatic Chris and personable Pete. I'm Damien from Singapore, and I travelled to Japan in December of last year to visit friends as well as kickstarting my post-pandemic revenge travel plans for 2023. Revenge. <laughs> revenge. In my visit, I stayed in Izu. Uh, wonderful peninsula in Shizuoka, about an hour south of Tokyo, uh, for around half a week and visited many beautiful locations. That's night. No, nobody goes to Izu, and it's a mm. really nice place. They've Where got is a town it? Uh, called. Well, if you look at a map of Tokyo, it's the bit that juts out. Here we go. Yeah. Onto Google Maps. Go. But it's the bit that juts out south of Tokyo, near Mount Fuji. Oh, and I went right, there yes. once on Journey Across Japan 2. And we got a, an amazing view of Fuji from the top of uh, Mount Omuro, which mm. is this really perfect volcano. There's lots of weird stuff there, though. It used to be, like, uh, during, like, the 80s and 90s, it was, like, this booming 
town for tourism and rich people. Right. Rich folks would like go to Atami, buy a holiday home, and you know it'd be there like one hour escape from Tokyo. And it's got a nice climate. It's very beautiful. And then it sort of went downhill a little bit after that. But the town of Atami, it builds itself as the Monaco of Japan. And from a distance, it looks really impressive because you've got these really big towering hotels and things. And then you get closer and you realise it's it's not so great. But yeah, it's it's, it's really great. Anyway, let's carry on. Uh, One of my fondest memories in Izu was staying in the Ryokan Amagiso at uh, Kawazu Nanadaru Onsen with a beautiful uh, Rotenburo outdoor bath that's right next to the waterfall that can be freely used by guests of the Ryokan just before Christmas Eve. That sounds amazing. I'm going to take a note of that. Amagiso. Um, As it was the start of winter during my stay, it was around two degrees Celsius in the evening and the morning. I braved the cold and went to the onsen around 300 metres away from the main building. And as I expected, there were very few guests at the onsen in the evening. Nobody uh, was there when I went in the morning prior to check out, probably because of the extremely cold weather. While this was an amazing experience, Google recently pinged me on my feed regarding the same Nyokan catching a huge fire during the night of New Year's Eve uh, in the dead of night on New Year's morning, which was just a week after I stayed there. According to the articles, it took 10 hours for firefighters to put out the raging flames. Seeing footage of the fire was very scary, especially when I recognised the exact place the footage was captured uh, and I was there just a week ago. That got me thinking, uh, what would and what can I do if I was actually caught in this situation? Some of the news articles reporting this incident mentioned that some guest belongings were basically burned uh, burned down. Have you ever encountered any similar situations? And what should tourists do if they ever find themselves in such a precarious situation? Cheers, <laughs> guys. Damien. What should people do when they are uh, in a fire, Pete? Yeah, I mean, run from the fire. They, I mean, they do run see, from you, the fire. You do see in, you do see in um, a, the the advice for travelling anywhere is to, I think it's something like fire eggs aren't always the same around the world, so you should stay on the first floor of anywhere right. you stay. But also, crime isn't everywhere in isn't the same everywhere in the world so you want to mm. be higher than the first floor so it, you, you're damned if you do if you're damned if you don't really you just just do your best and if you smell burn and get Brilliant. the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> oh dear i mm. i'm trying to find information about this fire um mm. Well the, well, the only the only thing the only thing I'm I'm sort of reading about um, the Izu Peninsula was um, the, the most deadly uh, Japanese air crash happened there. Good God! And and if you want a thing uh, that you want to really avoid, it's, it's, it's dying along with five nine people. I'm looking on the Wikipedia. Ooh, oh my God! Awful. I did awful. see. Yeah, there was art- one article here that's not coming up where it said there was a fire there. Mm. Ah, that's not good. No, I mean, a lot of one wood. downside is a lot of wood in Japanese. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know I mean? one downside in Japan is everything's made of wood, right? Mm. Traditional wonderful wood that's massively flammable. Traditional wonderful <laughs> wood. Oh no, traditional my traditional wonderful, wonderful wood. wood. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, that's a shame, but uh, at least you got to appreciate it before the fire. Mm. It's not uncommon for nearly everything in Japan to burn down at some point. I went to Sendai Castle recently, which is uh, on a mountain just overlooking the city. And mm. you get there, and it's like Sendai Castle. Where is it? And it's gone because it got burnt down 300 years ago. And unlike every other castle in Japan, where they're like, "Let's rebuild it," in Sendai they were like, "Nah, that's just not." <laughs> so there's just like the floor. They've left like the floorboards where the <laughs> where the castle used to be. Right. And it always thought like it's always somebody 
was having a cigarette or I got struck by lightning and I think the one on Sendai Mountain got uh, hit by lightning unfortunately but right. yeah but uh, I'm glad you got out unscathed Damien that must be yeah. pretty trippy to think that just one week after you've left somewhere that it's it's no longer there or it's got burnt down but mm. um, other than that I will check it out though Sound, the the Ryokan sound amazing Amagiso yeah. Amagiso Kawazu Nanadaru Onsen good luck to those of you listening working out how to spell that. And yeah. on to the news of the week. <laughs> what is going on in Japan this week, Mr. Donaldson? Hit me well, with what you've got. I don't know why 2023 has started in such a um, uh, an awful way, but there's just a lot of stories coming in uh, with personal uh, accounts from abroad Japan listeners who've had terrible experiences mm. about um, uh, unwanted behaviour on public transport, uh, m- m- male mm. on uh, female stuff. And, um, well, this is the news of, uh, of the week because I thought it was quite an interesting one because uh, it's just nice to see someone get there come up and um, the, the title reads former women's world boxing champion confronts molester on bus in Japan which you know t- says everything that you need really but um, the uh, 38 year old champion. the 38 year old apparel shop owner uh, just before Christmas could be called Demana was riding the bus in Osaka sitting in the back row with a friend next to them a little further down the seats uh, was a man in his 70s and sitting in the seat in front of the man was a woman and apparently uh, Demana noticed that the man had been touched touching the woman's hair and resting his arm sort of unnaturally on the back of her seat. And when um, the woman got off the bus and another female passenger got on, the man started doing the same things over and over again. Uh, Dabana, certain at this point that that, that the man was doing this on purpose, and so she uh, basically went over, uh, and she she was Kumiko Damara was known as Kumiko Sisha Ikahara, a world champion professional boxer. So aka not someone to be trifled with. Uh, <laughs> she made a professional debut in 2012. She won the WBO Mini Flyweight Championship two years later. Uh, because of my boxing experience, there, she says uh, I have a habit of watching people's movements, and I thought there's something strange going on. Realizing she'd need some sort of evidence, she pulled out her phone and uh, filmed what the man was doing and alerted the woman as to what the man had been doing and encouraged her to move away from him, which she did, um, shouting at him. Uh, Dabana uh, also got off following the man, shouting, hey, old guy, it ain't right to touch people like that. Um, and to which he said, you got any proof? If so, show it. And so Dabana says, uh, yeah, I've been filming you for ages, you maniac. <laughs> and uh, she played uh, she played it back uh, to him and uh, called the police. An officer was um, dispatched to the scene uh, and the man agreed to submit to police questioning regarding the, uh, the incident. I mean, I mean, God knows what, uh, God knows where that'll go. Probably nowhere. But uh, it's just nice to see people absolutely, you know. And and and, and kind of sorry, go on, Chris. I love the bit where the old man's like, "Show me some proof," and she's yeah. like, "Well, yes, look yeah, at I mean, cameras. Ev- mate, Remember cameras, mate. Everyone's got a, <laughs> everyone's got a camera. You dickhead." Um, and uh, and 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 so Dubana uh, got a certificate of commendation from the police. And uh, Dubana said, uh, "When I was a high school student, I was brought up by someone on public transportation, and I was so frightened that I couldn't say anything. It, it takes courage to speak up or press the button for a personal alarm, but this time I was able to find that courage." Uh, I think when we started mm. this story, I think. We all hoped punching was going to happen, but um, that's no way to solve anything. Uh, and even though the man clearly deserved uh, uh, one, um, but uh, yeah, well done, uh, Dabana, and uh, well done. Uh, well, hopefully the police did something about it. I, I mean, I, I, do, I don't. My fingers crossed. Uh, I think frequently around the world we're told that uh, this sort of thing doesn't lead to anything. But uh, yeah, well done, Dabana, and high fives all round. 
well, apart from I don't the think the man would have survived if Tabana had actually attacked him. Yeah, I think, 70, you, I think if you, I think if you, I think if you, yeah, I think, I think to be honest, I think she, she knows that she's a, her fists are a, a deadly weapon, and you can't go around punching seven-year-olds. Sure. So yeah, if if, it, if the person was a bit younger, maybe you might have she might have given him a cough or something. Mm. Well, fair play though. That's a mm. happy end to the story. Uh, I yeah, I I I still haven't uh, watched any. Former women's world boxing champion. Where would mm. that be? In Japan, I guess so. World yeah, boxing. yeah. She was uh, WBO mini flyweight. Champ- I, oh, maybe, maybe it's as she did in America. I, uh, I originally, when I, I originally when I saw this story, I originally thought she was um, a wrestling champion because obviously Osaka's got like a really good wrestling community. But right, either way. The man, the man got buggered. Uh, we're back in just a moment, guys. We have stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. Before we get in, mm. I was actually I did want to read up a little bit on the uh, the fire at the inn, and mm. uh, it turns out there was a fire. And uh, according to the police, a hundred people, including eighty guests, employees, were at the inn, but they were not injured, and Good. everybody left unscathed. So a happy bit of news there. Mm. <laughs> the, the the podcast goes up and down from good news to <laughs> bad news. You give one hand good and then you take news. away. You, you give the. We thought it was going to be a real issue, but no, we're fine. We're absolutely fine. Everyone was fine. Yeah, there you go. look after yourself. Good news. Yeah. Uh, what have we got Brent, this week from our listeners? What what isn't it? What is is it nine one one in uh, in Japan? What's the uh, emergency number for if you see a fire? You, you know what? I was in bed last night, right? And I was going to sleep. Yeah. And then I re- I had like some weird pain in my mm. chest, which in yeah. hindsight turned out to be. Because I'd eaten a gallon of sushi, <laughs> right. and it was just yeah. stomach pain. Yeah, uh, and I was like, "What would I? Was, what would I do if I was to call the, the emergency services right now?" Hmm. And then I realised I didn't know what it was. And you so didn't know the number. One one nine. You never needed to know the number. It's really confusing. It's one one nine. That Isn't is that confusing. Weird? That seems to that's a, an amalgam of, uh, of 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 a three three or four different emergency numbers. That's hilarious. One one nine. That's nice to know. Nine. So I mean, 
nine. Yeah, one one nine. It says nine one one backwards. Y- yeah. Nine I, would, one, I wonder. Nine, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a piece online that tells you why nine one one was used uh, in the earliest. You know, the the the, the early part of of the century to uh, alert to phone uh, to phone the police. Do you think? Do you think one one nine because that's naturally where your fingers would go. I just think I, right I, I just or, think the one the one is so far away from the nine you can't dial it accidentally probably Mm-mm. on an old rotary phone. That <laughs> makes very good sense. Mm. Yeah, yes. intriguing. Yes. All right, on to Brendan from Canada who Look says greetings, yourself. Chris and Pete <laughs> from the Abroad Japan podcast. Don't eat too much sushi, guys. No. If you do. Use, use Tums yeah. or heart, some sort of heartburn medicine. Don't call 119. No. Uh, greetings, Chris and Pete from the Abroad in Japan podcast. You two rascals. I'm teaching, uh, sorry, I'm reaching. <laughs> teaching and reaching. Reaching out to inquire about the accessibility of the hiking and natural aspects of Japan via public transportation. We're eager to experience the beauty of Japan's nature, but are these areas readily reachable by public transit? Cheerio and all the best. Brendan from Canada. I actually just got back from a trip with <coughs> with Joey and a few people mm. uh, to uh, Mount Takao. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's a sort of place you probably might surprise me with that you've been there. But <laughs> no, it's uh, it's just an hour west of um, of Tokyo, towards the basically just in the mountains, right? So mm. if you go an hour west of Tokyo, you reach the mountains, and you go a little bit further than that, you reach Izu and Mount Fuji. But uh, yeah, you, we climbed up for about an hour, and we got to the summit, and we were rewarded with pretty damn good views of Mount Fuji to be honest um, made the climb all the worthwhile but like the mm. whole of Takao-san was just like one big shrine and loads of temples uh, dotted throughout it so I really recommend Takao-san actually as a place to, to get away and experience the nature for mm. a day that's my top pick for our like our way like a one hour getaway from Tokyo right yeah Any, anything um, kind of beyond like- that Anything kind of like yeah, um, cool. the national park in? Uh, I'm just googling it. Chichibu Tamakai. The national park is very beautiful in, in sort of Yamanashi. There's beautiful, uh, be- again, beautiful views of Mount Fuji. You can't miss it. Mount Fuji's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really nice area as well. I think that's Chichibu. Is that in Saitama or is that in Yama- uh, yeah, Yamanashi? Sorry, Yamanashi. Yeah, Yamanashi. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. It's lovely. I only yeah I only went there briefly drove through it for the first time last year mm. and Yamanashi it is so damn nice because it's got the biggest mountains in Japan and they've got like a they're, they they're famous for grapes and wine right. and it was really weird just there was just an endless sea of grape vines just growing all around and people's just people's houses there were just grape vines as well I've never seen anything like it anywhere else in the country so mm-hmm. I'd love to immerse myself in Yamanashi and in a barrel wine. of wine later on in the year <laughs> I'd love to immerse myself, <laughs> immerse big, myself big in the red wine. wine why not why not <laughs> there you go Brendan get yourself to Yamanashi Smashing. get yourself to Takao and maybe at a push go to Nikko although I've never been there I've never been to Nikko but I hear it's great and you could go now. Probably go there soon. Get in your car. What are we Get waiting for? What are you waiting for? Oh, let's go. Honestly, I've got my snow tires. I can't drive <laughs> oh, my yes. car. Oh yes, I can't bother to change them. No, what am I going to do? <laughs> Didn't you get a bigger boy to put some snow tires on last year? I seem to recall. I did hire. Yeah, you basically take your uh, car to a service station, right? And they change the tires for you. Mm. But my tires are like in the basement somewhere. I'd have to 
pull them out, put them in the car, put them in the drive car. to the service station. It's just like, oh, effort, isn't it? I'll just not use my car for get three the old, Get the old crank out. Get a crank out. Put them effort. on yourself. Effort. Effort. Uh, hello to Grace. Hi, Chris and Pete. My husband and I got to Japan in late July, August for two weeks. Other than Tokyo, I was considering spending two days in Kyoto. Uh, however, I'm seeing a lot of videos where people who live in Japan are complaining of crowd levels in Kyoto and how awful it is to go now the tourists are back. Would you suggest skipping Kyoto altogether. Is there somewhere else you'd recommend for first-time visitors to Japan? Thank you. Grace, I sort of feel like, Chris, I've never sort of experienced Kyoto properly. I sort of just rolled around it for a bit. Whoa, whoa, Me and whoa. you went. We did We did it properly. We did, we did it properly. <laughs> well, we sort of cycled in, had some food and effed off. But um, to Kobe, I simply recall. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's kind of... Uh, it's it's. It, I, I don't feel like I got a good handle on, on what it all, all was. I don't think I, I got to see all of the touristy stuff. Mm. I mean, yeah, you probably haven't seen it then. I, mm. Honestly, I just, as you, as you know, I've just finished writing my book, which I am starting to publicise very heavily in this podcast today. Mm. But I did a whole chapter in the book about Kyoto because the book isn't really doesn't really focus on travel stuff, but I wanted something about Kyoto. Mm. And I dedicated a whole chapter to it and how I basically hated Kyoto the first few times I went because of tourism. And COVID, through COVID and the absence of tourists, I was able to appreciate it and find like a, a quiet moment to actually enjoy it and soak yeah. it up. But I, my conclusion was COVID helped me appreciate it for the first time, but it wasn't. It didn't make it good necessarily in the sense that when you go to Kyoto, just try and find the right moment or place to have a quiet time to yourself. It might mm. mean getting up early in the morning at like six or seven and going somewhere a bit earlier than you normally would, right? Before the crowds pop up and emerge. Yeah. Where you can enjoy a pagoda or a shrine or a park alone. Um, try and go outside of like the usual hours. Like things get really busy in the late morning. Peak time in the sort of early afternoon. Just try and try and go when it's not too busy. Try and go early morning if you yeah. can. Nice. Um, and be strategic with where you go. I don't know if I would recommend going to the Golden Pavilion, which is one of sort of Kyoto's most famous spots hmm. I, I, I yeah it's just so crowded the, the pavilion looks nice but there are better places to go and you can't really get a quiet moment alone and Kyoto has so many gardens and temples and shrines to explore the beauty is just finding a quiet one having a nice private moment smoking hmm. some incense sticks or inhaling some incense don't smoke an incense <laughs> don't stick smoke an just, incense you just die yeah. but smell an incense stick <laughs> sit in a park sniffing an incense stick and <laughs> just do that that's the but I'm going to go to Kyoto uh, later in this month for a big old project Ooh. where I've got I'm going to open a bar what? Kyoto bar what are you going to cut, you, what are you going to open your own bar or are you going to um, cut, cut the ribbon on a bar I'm going to open the first one. Mm. The first there's, one. there's not enough drinking content on your channel, I think. I, I, I should be heading to that <laughs> thread, I think. Is that sarcasm, Pete? Is that sarcasm? <laughs> In the last year, I've done things with Tipsy Sake Vox Company. I did well, a sponsorship right. with like a gin company. Fine. I nearly bagged a Suntory sponsorship until they got cold feet because of COVID and fucked off. <laughs> I, you know, I'm the king of sake. But now I'm opening a pop-up bar for a week. I'm going to run it. Uh, and mm. people can come on down. I think there's about eight seats per set, and there's going to be three sets a night. So you turn up, you've got two right. hours in the bar, yeah. eight people in the group, and uh, yeah, it'll just be me pouring sake. There'll be special guest appearances 
from friends if I have any friends <laughs> and there'll be otsumame like snacks and things Ooh. should be kind of fun we'll even stream a few nights and uh, make a video out of it but I just wanted to do something a bit different a bit fun and uh, a friend of a friend's bar was just sitting empty and he was like do you want to do something and we were like yeah alright <laughs> we're not going to make any money out of it I don't think we never do but you it should be video. good fun yeah, bit of a I'm giggle. Not, I'm the world's worst businessman. If I was smart, <laughs> there'd be. But I'm, I'm no, I'm rubbish. Yeah. But it'd be good. And uh, if you're wondering, if those of you are in Japan in uh, the last week of February or the first week of March, I think it's from February 26th to March 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So if you're in the Kyoto area around then, or you're just a listener in Japan, you want to come on down, keep an eye on my Twitter because I think I've got. A, I'm going to post about it either tonight or tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, it's Sunday, right? Uh, or whatever day it is, keep an eye out. And mm. um, just, just do it fast, because these things get sold out very fast, unfortunately. It has to be a ticketed event, due to the fact it's a small bar. Yes. And uh, and you have to sort of keep the location or not, not anonymous, because otherwise a lot of people come, and it'll be <laughs> fucked. It is in the Gion, the district of Gion, though, the really nice Geisha district. So we're doing it right. Amazing mm. location, cool bar. It's going to be a lot of fun. Even if you can't come to the bar, you can watch it live or check out the video. So mm. don't worry, Pete. You can feel like you're there. Thanks. Just tune into the live show. And get a can. Watch the video. Recovering from your football match. Yeah, <laughs> when you're sitting there with your dodgy leg. Uh, we've got a question from... Robert from California. He says, hello... Copious, Chris, and plentiful, Pete. When I lived in Asia many years ago, retail stores didn't offer easy, no-question-asked returns and refunds like they do in the West. While you can make a return, you generally weren't allowed to simply change your mind, and the store clerk would look at you very weirdly. What's it like in Japan nowadays? Can you return merchandise relatively easily? And how about returns with online retailers like Rakuten and Amazon? Thank you and uh, Happy New Year, Robert mm. from California. Uh, yeah, you can return things now, Robert. I, I, I did hear about that, but uh, generally, like, yeah, no, it's fine. If you don't like your shirt, you can bring it back, whatever. I don't know why I chose shirt as a specific example. <laughs> Take your shirt As long back. as you haven't ripped it or covered it in <laughs> strawberry jam. As yeah. I would, um, you're, you're all good. Especially like, like nowadays, there's so much more online purchases. Isn't there more like online purchases that you would have to sort of take back yeah, to the store yeah. sometimes? Yeah, people are kind of useful, isn't it? Aren't they? Hmm. Yeah, I, hmm. it's, um, it's, it's the game has changed. The hmm. game has changed. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. Buy what you want, take it back, buy things for Charla, send them back to the store and she doesn't like them every day. <laughs> I got you this dress. Oh, it looks kind of different. Yeah, it's always risky. That's my life. I always have a go That's every birthday, Christmas, buying clothes, <laughs> but it's it's a, it's a risk. <laughs> Absolute bloody nightmare. Mm. But that's all for now, guys. Keep the stories, comments, questions coming into the Born Japan podcast at gmail.com. This week, we are off filming Journey Across Japan, and we are going to be doing some live shows along the way. So keep an eye out on social media. It's one of those things Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We might not like them, but that's unfortunately the best way to mm. reach people. So if you don't follow Born Japan on any of those, I would encourage following on at least one because I'll post to at least. All of them, but yep. keep an eye out. Um, should be a lot of fun, though. It's going to be very cold and uh, more details on where we're going, what we're doing in the next few days. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. And let's wish Pete Dawson good luck with his leg and that football game. <laughs> good just luck with my leg. <laughs> be careful, Pete. Be careful. Yeah, I will.
Abroad in Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.